let's take our Bibles and turn to Proverbs chapter number 1. Again this morning, Proverbs chapter number 1. Proverbs chapter number 1. I don't know who the author of the statement is, but the statement was made, the definition of education was being discussed, and the statement was made that education is nothing but studying different kinds of subjects to gain knowledge and understanding and trying to apply it to daily life. I don't know if that came from uh, any Christian background or an individual that is associated in any way with uh, Christianity, but uh, what a statement with regards to education that really mirrors well the book of Proverbs. The definition, the statement stated that education involves studying, knowledge, understanding, and application to daily life. And that is a great statement about education. Uh, we live in a culture in which education drives our culture and our country. The value placed on education is very high in, uh, in our country. The effort invested in providing education is very broad and multi-tiered. And the cost of securing education, as those of you who pay for education know, that uh, we pretty well uh, uh, are willing to pay just about anything to get the right education. But, but aside from the statement that I read a moment ago about education involving studying, knowledge, understanding, and application to daily life, how would you describe education? What does education mean to you? And, and uh, do you have a meaningful grasp of the essence of what education is all about? The, uh, the bottom line up front of the morning message today is education is not optional for any of us. Education is of foundational and supreme importance to every one of us and we never outgrow it. We never get beyond the value and importance of education. God wrote an entire book on education. And the book that God wrote on education fits the scope and the parameters of that statement I read a moment ago. Because the book of Proverbs is a book that needs to be and must be studied. It's a book of both knowledge and understanding. And it's a book of application. Because knowledge and understanding through the eyes of God revealed in the book of Proverbs is meaningless unless it impacts the daily life that I live, the choices I make, and the way that I live my life. So education is not optional in Christianity. With God, education is of supreme importance. Now, we read a moment ago the first six verses of Proverbs. And it's obvious from these six verses that describe the book of Proverbs and why God gave us this book. It's very obvious that there's something in the book of Proverbs for everybody. It rules our lives from the cradle to the grave. The book of Proverbs is meaningful to every person at every stage in life and we never grow out of it. We never get to the point where the book of Proverbs is passe 
and not applicable and important to us. And so in Proverbs chapter 1, the this book of education opens up by stating that its purpose is multi-leveled, multi-faceted. It is here to enable us to know wisdom and instruction, to be able to perceive words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. These are phenomenal uh, things in life to be able to have the ability to know and understand things that are fair, just, right, appropriate. The, the book of Proverbs is so powerful. And, and it, it hits every strata of life to give subtlety to the simple. The simpleton that doesn't know when to come in out of the rain. Who can easily be manipulated and abused by people who want to use them. And the book of Proverbs was written to give subtlety to the simple. To give them the ability to not be abused and used by other people. To give subtlety to the simple. To the young man who doesn't have life experience yet. To give to the young man wisdom and the art, or knowledge rather, and the and discretion, the art of thinking. Discretion to be able to sift through things. And begin to understand why, not just why something is bad versus good, but to sift through and be able to begin to understand the difference between good and better. And even between better and best. The book of Proverbs is given to help people without experience in life to attain these things. But not just to the simple and to the inexperienced, the young, but it's also given to a wise man. That a wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. Even a wise man doesn't have it all mastered yet. And still learns from the book of Proverbs and increases his wisdom. Now mind you, wisdom is, is at the top shelf of the education ladder. It be, education begins with accumulating information and then to begin to be able to understand that information and, and then to be able to see how that information impacts my life in the world in which I live. And then to be able to take that information and to apply it to a situation I'm in and be able to do the best thing in that situation. That's wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to apply truth to a situation and make the best possible decision in that situation. That's wisdom. And so the book of Proverbs takes us from simpletons to people who have a lot of life experience and have accumulated a lot of knowledge and wisdom and they still need to increase their wisdom, don't we all? Well, what can we learn? How can we summarize this book of education? I want to point out to you and read some passages from Proverbs that unfold five facets of this amazing theme of education. And these five facets of education provide for us a, 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 a approach to understanding and, and valuing and receiving value from the book of Proverbs. So let's jump in. Here's the first 
facet of education that I want to mention to you this morning, and it is the foundation of education. We find it right here in chapter 1 and in verse number 7. Chapter 1, verse 7, the Bible says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Now here's God, eternal wisdom, eternal knowledge, the One who created everything that exists, and He says that the foundation of education is the fear of God. That word beginning speaks of foundation or origin or starting place. It's the, it's the spring from which the water flows. The fear of God is the foundation, the origin, the beginning place from which all knowledge, all information flows. The foundation of education is the fear of God. You know, Solomon was used of God to record a lot of the, the wisdom literature that we have in the Bible. He wrote the book of Proverbs. The last book that he wrote, though, was the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes seems to have been written at the end of his life as he looked back over a life, a life of great opportunity and squandered opportunity and privilege. Oh, did he mess up. He didn't, he didn't follow his own advice. And he ended up messing up bad. And when he got to the end of it all, and he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, he, he wrote a book about the folly of not obeying and fearing God. And, and he was speaking of the folly of his own life. And he ended the book of Ecclesiastes in the last two verses saying this, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Solomon ended the book of Ecclesiastes by saying the conclusion of all wisdom literature is fear God. In Proverbs chapter 1, it's the beginning. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, it's the conclusion and end. The foundation of all education is the fear of God. And that reveals at the outset the problem with the education system in the Western culture today. Because our education system was established for the purpose of teaching people how to read so they could read and obey the Bible. And we've gone so far away from that. What began with the fear of God has ended with the fear of displeasing popular opinion. The foundation of all education is to fear God. I'll never forget the sermon Rand Hummel preached here a while back when he preached on that passage in Ecclesiastes and then he jumped over to Proverbs and he preached about the fear of God. And he described the fear of God better than I've ever heard anyone in, in uh, nearly 45 years of ministry describe the fear of God. He said, what is the fear of God? It's number one, to respect His holiness. To respect His holiness. Which means to love everything He loves and hate everything He hates. The fear of God is to respect the holiness of God. And number two, it's to have a wholesome dread of displeasing Him. You know, that's good in the home too, isn't it? When kids have a, uh, a, a um, wholesome dread of displeasing their parents. That, that's an important part of the education process in home. It's an important part of the education process in life. 
a wholesome dread of displeasing God. I want to please Him. I love what He loves. I hate what He hates. I want to please Him. I respect His holiness. This is the foundation. It's the beginning. It's the source of the spring of all education. The fear of God. Let's look at the second facet. The second facet, as you read the book of Proverbs, you run into this over and over again, and it's the reality that education is available. The availability of education. Education is everywhere. But you know, so is amusement. (laughs) Education is everywhere, but so is amusement. Amusement is everywhere. You know, amusement's an interesting word to study. It, it, uh, it's, it comes in part from a 15th century French word, which means a person who will delude or deceive. And the idea behind it is the person will substitute something not important for something that is important to deceive them as to what is important by getting their mind off what's important and get them thinking upon what's not important. To delude them by amusing them. The word amuse comes from the word muse, which means to think. Or for a dictionary definition, muse means to ponder, to consider, to reflect, to contemplate, to think, and then with the negative prefix, which negates it. So what is amusement? It's to not think. It's to not ponder. It's to not reason. It's to not consider. It's to not reflect. That's what we do when we're on the roller coaster. We're not thinking about anything, but I'm scared to death. Amusement is what we do to escape the work of thinking, of pondering, of making wise decisions. And everyone needs some amusement. The problem is when life is all amusement and no education. Both are readily available to us. We have to choose whether we want education or amusement. Where do we see this in Proverbs? Look at verse number 8 of chapter 1. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, forsake not the law of thy mother. It's available at home. That's where it starts. Proverbs starts by saying the fear of God is the, it's the foundation of all education and the availability of education is the home. It is in the home where a dad and a mom who know God and know the Word of God take the Word of God and teach their family the truths and the principles and the realities of God. Education begins at home. Every home is a home school. Every home educates children in the truths and principles of God. But it goes beyond that. Jump down to verse number 20. Here we have the psalm, uh, the Proverbs... Uh, personifying wisdom. In other words, acting like wisdom's a person. Uh, Giving a personality or a personhood to wisdom. Verse number 20 says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city. She uttereth her words saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning. And fools hate knowledge. Wisdom is seen here as a person out on the street corners, everywhere you run into life. And wisdom is screaming out to people, how long are you going to be uneducated? How long will you love your foolishness? How long will you ignore me? Wisdom is available at every turn. 
Wisdom is there shouting to us, come to Me. Partake of Me. Listen to My words. Jump over to chapter 8. Let me show you another place where this comes in so strongly. In chapter 8, verse number 1 in Proverbs, wisdom is again personified. Proverbs 8, verse number 1, Doth not wisdom cry? And understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of the high places by the ways and the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. And my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and of the opening of my lips shall be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing froward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Wisdom is available. Wisdom is everywhere, crying out to us. Would you come and read? Would you come and listen? Would you come and learn? Would you come and think? Would you come and partake of me? Education is available. Our, our, our library is a storehouse of information, of Godly subjects and life from a God, godly perspective. Uh, and we are grateful to Angela Taylor and others that worked tirelessly hours and hours cataloging and creating, uh, putting together and making available our church library. And there is an amazing amount of information to educate Christian people. Our bookstore... Wisdom cries out every time you get near this building. Wisdom is screaming out. How long will you be uneducated in godly things? You have a Bible on your lap. It cries out to you. How long will you be uneducated in the Word of God? You see, wisdom, knowledge, education is available to everybody. It cries out to us. It wants us to take time to gain wisdom, knowledge, and information. So, with education. Education has a foundation. It's a holy respect for God and His holiness and a dread of displeasing Him. This is the foundation of all education. And then education is available. It is available for everybody. And then a third facet of education we learn from Proverbs is that education brings a responsibility. The responsibility of education. Come back to Proverbs chapter 1. Again, Proverbs chapter number 1. And verse number 24. Proverbs 1 and 24. We have just 
We read the portion where wisdom is personified and wisdom is crying out on the streets, come to me, come learn from me. And then verse number 24, verse number 23 says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you because I have called and ye refuse. I stretched out my hand and no man regarded. There's a, there's a responsibility involved in education. Because of the fact that God has made an education of Himself, of who He is and what life is all about, because God has made available education at every turn, He holds us responsible to learn what He has made available to us. He says, turn you at my reproof. When you don't learn, I reprove you. You need to turn around and begin to learn. But verse 24, because I have called and you refuse. You see, there's a responsibility. There's a danger. The danger is that I'll refuse the education God has made available. And I'll be satisfied to be ignorant of godly things. Ignorant of life from a godly perspective. I'll be happy to not know what God says about racism. I'll be happy to not know what God says about economics. I'll be happy to not know what God says about politics. I'll be happy to not know what God says about family dynamics. I'll be happy to not know what God says about how to be a good husband or father, or a good wife or mother. I'll be happy to not know what's in the book of Philippians. I refuse the education God has made available to me. To know about life from his perspective. I'll refuse the education. You see, the availability of education brings a responsibility to avail ourselves of what God has made available. He stretches out his hand to us to teach us what he has made available to us. And we have decisions to make. Do I amuse myself or educate myself? And God says, when you refuse the education I've made available to you, verse number 24 says, because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. You refused. You didn't regard my attempts to teach you. But ye have said it not, all of my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. Hmm. I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. Wow, that's pretty strong, isn't it? God says, I've made available to you education. You've rejected it. You've turned away from it. You've not taken advantage of it. And so, therefore, when life comes along and you don't know what to do and you do the wrong thing and you suffer for it, I will laugh at your calamity because you willfully chose to not know how God views that particular area of life. The responsibility of education is there. We must take advantage of what God has made available to us. Chapter 2 talks about it even further on another side. The other side of the coin of responsibility. <clears throat> Chapter 2, verse 1, My son, if thou wilt receive... See, here's 
In chapter 1, they were refusing education. In chapter 1, they were setting at naught the counsel of God. In chapter 1, they were not willing to read and study their Bible. In chapter 1, they were refusing the opportunity God made available, and God says, you'll pay a price for that. But chapter 2, He says, if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee so that thou incline thine ear to wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of His mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of the saints. He goes on, verse number 10, When wisdom entereth into thy heart, knowledge is pleasant to thy soul. Discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee. You remember the word keep. The old English word keep means to guard, to keep something safe. God says if you if you take advantage, if you... Take the responsibility of education seriously and you learn. He says, then I will keep you. I will guard you. I will protect you. Your life will be filled with good things. And so the responsibility of education either brings us God's disfavor or God's favor, depending on what we do with the responsibility. Here's the fourth facet. The fourth facet of education is the value of education. Oh, there's so much about the value of education. I just read in chapter 2, verse number 10 and 11, talking about how education will protect us. Verse number 10 says, When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Education protects those who learn how to live according to God's principles. I like the fact that that the value of education is to protect me because we live in a world where there are people who want to take advantage of other people. People who don't know. People who aren't educated in a certain field. And there are others who want to take advantage of them. And yet, when we learn, when we educate ourselves, when, we, when we're always hungry and thirsty to learn more from God's perspective then the value of that education is that it protects us from those who want to hurt us. It protects us from ideologies that want to turn us away from God. It protects us from that which will hurt us in our lives. The value of education. So many passages. Chapter 3, verse 1 says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days, long life, and peace they'll add to you. God will add quality of life to us. Chapter 4 says, Children, hear, hear ye children, and the instruction of a father and attend to know understanding, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. I was my father's son, tender and only blood in the sight of my mother. He taught me, saith, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live, get wisdom. And then you go through chapter 4, and he begins to talk about the value of that in the life of His children, what it brings to them in their livelihood. Wisdom. Education has great value. Let me show you one final one. The final is the warning of rejecting education. 
This came out a little bit in chapter 2, but look at it in chapter 3, verse number 11. Here's the warning that God gives of rejecting education. Verse number 11 of chapter 3, My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of His correction. You see, God corrects us. He chastises us when we don't seek Him and obey Him. But He doesn't do it out of anger or meanness. He doesn't do it because He's a mean God. But the very next verse says, "...that whom the Lord loveth, He correcteth, even as a father, the son whom He delighteth." God chastises to turn us around and correct our behavior so that we'll be able to learn His knowledge, His understanding, His wisdom, and be able to benefit from that great uh, knowledge of God. And so, uh, those who, who are corrected by God and turn around because of it, verse 13 says, "...happy." is the man that findeth wisdom, the man that getteth understanding. And then he describes the happiness, the peace, the joy, the value, the benefits that come when we're warned of God for rejecting education and we turn around and begin to learn the things that God has for us. What is the goal of God's warning? It's to correct us so that we can have God's blessing. Now, I want to give you one last final thought. Here's the conclusion of this, uh, this, these thoughts about the, about the book of education that God has given to us. Look in chapter 4 and verse number 13. He has talked about the importance of getting wisdom and getting knowledge and getting education. Verse number 13 says, Take fast hold of instruction. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Years ago, back in Canada, early in my ministry, I was studying the book of Proverbs and learning from the book of Proverbs about God's wisdom and knowledge and how knowledge works, understanding and enabling wisdom to grow. And I came upon this verse, take fast hold. And I began to study that phrase, the word that's translated, the Hebrew word translated, take fast hold of instruction. And I found out that word was used of a mariner, a sailor, who was out to sea and gets caught up in a vicious storm, and the ship breaks apart, and he finds himself in the water, in the blackness of night, in a raging storm, and the waves are just coming over his head, and he goes down under the water. He he pops up and struggles to just get his head above water long enough to get a gasp of air. He can't see anything because it's pitch black. The waves, the thunder, the sound of the storm, and then an occasional flash of lightning that will allow him to see the devastation around him. And then all of a sudden, a plank of the broken up ship bumps against him. And he grabs hold of it. And he holds on to that plank For dear life, it is His only hope. It is His only security. 
It is His only chance to make it through this storm called life and to be able to come out on the other end alive and well. And He takes hold of that plank. And this Hebrew word is used of the energy and the motivation of that mariner taking hold of that plank, holding on to it, not letting it go, keeping it, for it is His life. And that's how God describes the zeal with which we should seek the education of God. We are in a storm. You've got to fight to get your head above water long enough to get a gasp of breath. Occasionally, you can see the devastation all around you. The mess in our world. And you realize that, that if I go the way of the world, there is no hope for me. And then all of a sudden, a Bible bumps up against you. Take fast hold of instruction. Grip her with all you've got. Keep her. She is thy life. And that's how God, in the book of education, describes the value of a godly, God-based education in life that we might have as the foundation of all of our education the fear of God and then that we might avail ourselves of its availability and with energy seek to gain it knowing that it's the source of our hope. It is our life. The book of education that God wrote is a phenomenal book. Well, we have some graduates that have worked hard to attain a level of education that brought them to the point of graduation. And I felt really badly for our, for our graduates this year that missed graduation ceremonies and events and, and their whole year was turned upside down and there were so many disappointments. And so uh, I invited uh, our uh, seniors they were interested to share some thoughts on video. And so I want you to listen to and watch Rachel Mupiti. She has got uh, a message for her peers and for her church family because she graduated from high school this month. Enjoy this word from Rachel Mupiti. Hi, church family. First, I would like to say congratulations to everyone finishing school and college and taking the next steps in their lives. I pray that you continue to have faith in God and pray for His guidance. This year was challenging, and I thank God that even though we all faced uncertainties and chaos during the past few months, we were able to get through this with God's strength, and we are still able to celebrate this day together. I thank God for guiding me through my educational journey thus far. I was uncertain as to what I should major in in college. I prayed to God, asking Him what His will for my life is. I was amazed to see the opportunities that he placed in front of me, from various science camps to internships. I developed a love for science and research, and I realized through these events that God has chosen this path for me 
so that I can contribute to the science field with my Christian values. Through my education, God has shown me that I can rely on Him to carry my burdens. Throughout my high school years, I had doubts about my future, including which college would be best for me and what classes I should take in high school. At times, I would become overwhelmed with thoughts about my future and would not know what to do next. During these times, I remember Luke chapter 12, verses 25 to 26. And which of you, with taking thought, can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? These verses remind me that if I have faith in God, then I should not worry. Instead, I should praise him and be happy and leave my worries to God. Through my family and the church, God has taught me to be a loving individual. Ever since I was young, my parents, as well as Sunday school teachers, helped instill a sense of respect in me. I know many people, including students and teachers, who hold different opinions than I do. During these times, I remember the teachings of the Gospel of Luke, to not only love people who love you, but also to love your enemies, people who are different from you or have different beliefs and perspectives. As I continue my education at the University of Virginia, I pray that I will continue to apply these crucial virtues on campus and at home. There will be times when I am overwhelmed with exams, and I pray that I will keep God's word close and remember that he is always there for me. I will also face many obstacles there, such as making decisions for the first time by myself as a young adult and meeting people from different backgrounds. I pray that God will help me make the right decisions and choose righteous friends to help me succeed. Thank you all for supporting me spiritually. Knowing that you are praying for me has been a great comfort. I pray that everyone graduating will continue to have faith in God during uncertain times and to always remember his word as we enter the next stages of our lives. Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress his love upon your heart this week.